You want to see what my life is? Don't, huh? don't, don't do it. You want to see what's going on here? Don't you stick that knife in your leg. That was exclusive audio, exclusive audio. You heard it here first from uh, the senators in their negotiations (laughs) for the Inflation Reduction Act. And as you heard, it's going well. Democrats uh, sincerely seeking the re-election. The votes from the people, they want them. They really want them. So, in typical Democrat fashion, they stab themselves in the leg with a steak knife. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you know that's my that's my attempt to uh, to put a little positive spin on the events of of the weekend. You know the the news cycle on the weekend supposed to be uh, kind of slow, and I guess it was. Uh, we got the Inflation Reduction Act, which is, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a death knell one way or the other. It's either a death knell for Democrats uh, and or it's a death knell for the entire goddamn country. Sorry, mom. So it either means... That the Democrats know they're totally screwed and they're just trying to shove a few more things through before their political careers are over. Or it means they do not fear the elections because they feel that they are uh, under control, let's just say. I have this article from Breitbart out this morning. Americans for tax reform has listed several taxes in the so-called Inflation Reduction Act that passed the Senate on Sunday, which Democrats now hail as a climate bill. Since the congressional budget offices say it will hardly reduce inflation. These taxes include taxes on fossil fuel, which will raise energy costs for working class families still struggling with high gas prices. Taxes on businesses that will affect consumers and entrepreneurs. Taxes on medicine. And taxes that affect pensions. So, hey, great job, all you liberal unions that uh, funded Democrat campaigns. Notably, President Joe Biden promised that the bill will, quote, bring down family energy bills by an average of $500 a year and that he would not tax those earning less than $400,000 per year. ATR's analysis suggests that he will violate both promises. Big shocker. The full list as published by ATR is summarized below. Bullet taxes on fossil fuels. These include a $6.5 billion tax on natural gas production. The one thing that was still 
reasonably priced because of fracking. Yes, all oh, horrible fracking that gets us nice, cheap, natural gas. No longer. Taxes on corporations. The bill includes a 15% minimum tax on large corporations, which ATR argues will be passed on to consumers. Why would you even consider that to be an argument? Of course, it will be passed on to consumers. It will be passed on to consumers, or it will be taken away from employees, or both. Probably a little bit of both. Taxes on medium-sized businesses. ATR says the bill extends a limit on loss deductions for, quote, pass-through businesses, S-corps, and sole proprietorships for two years without extending a corresponding 20% deduction on income. An indirect tax on pensions through taxing stock buybacks. The bill taxes companies that buy their own stock back, ignoring the fact that doing so often raises the price of the stock. The tax therefore hurts 401ks and union pension funds. Tax on pharmaceuticals unless they accept price caps. The bill imposes a 95% excise tax on pharmaceuticals that do not accept government price controls, which could affect the ability of drug companies to develop new treatments in the future. And I'm a little liberal here. I'm a little bit liberal on those last two. A company buying its own stock back to increase the price of its stock sounds like a shady thing that I'm not sure I want businesses to be able to do. Although, I am a freedom first sort of American. Which means I really don't agree with the final, the fifth and final bullet either. Imposing a 95% excise tax on drug companies that won't allow you to fix their prices. I mean, that's just a shitty thing to do, regardless of how you feel about drug. I mean, if they're going to do it to a drug company, what, I mean, where does it end? You see, you, you give them, you give the government this power. When are they ever going to give it back? ATR also notes that the bill adds $80 billion and 87,000 new staff members to the Internal Revenue Service. And there's no guarantee that they will simply focus on wealthy tax evaders rather than auditing ordinary Americans with lower incomes. And it looks like from, from this layout of uh, which income groups are most likely to be audited, right behind the wealthy... The second most audited group is those making the minimum to claim the earned income tax credit, which is your biggest tax break. They audit those people because they want to make sure that they're not fraudulently evading their fraudulent taxes. <laughs> And to make sure they're able to squeeze every last drop out of you, well, they're giving uh, $80 billion to the IRS. So when they start treating the IRS as a military agency, you should be very worried. 
And that's exactly what the U.S. government is doing. In 2018, the Government Accountability Office reported that more than 2,000 IRS enforcement agents have more than 4,000 weapons, guns, that kill people, remember? The IRS is also stockpiling more than 5 million rounds of ammunition. In 2020, the watchdog organization OpenTheBooks.com reported the IRS has spent more than $20 million on guns and ammo between 2006 and 2019. A few lawmakers are trying to stop this. Florida Congressman Matt Gates is one of them. He just introduced the Disarm the IRS Act. It's sponsored by Marjorie Taylor, Paul Gosar, and Jeff Duncan. That's going to go far. Matt Gates joins us tonight. Congressman, thanks so much for coming on and for doing this. Why would the IRS need millions of dollars worth of guns and ammo? Well, Joe Biden is raising taxes, disarming Americans. So, of course, they are arming up the IRS like they're preparing to take Fallujah. Like you mentioned, five million rounds of ammunition, 4,500 firearms, automatic weapons, and $731,000 of taxpayer money spent this year to quite literally weaponize your government against you. Just so it's a not minute. Really that- so... <laughs> Imagine how this is going to go down. Imagine, like, when I hear this, I have to imagine this scenario in which, in in which, what, the small business owner, uh, what, turns his garden hose on the IRS auditors, and they come back with M4s to force him to to let the auditors go through his file cabinet or or do they anticipate that well let's just keep listening that Joe Biden and the Democrats hate guns. They just hate law-abiding Americans having them, and they take the money from the people to go and have their own little private arsenals. And it's particularly egregious from a country that militarizes its bureaucracies and then forces its grandmothers to go and fend for themselves on dangerous streets because they defund the police and have cashless bail and other hug-a-thug woke criminal justice policies. That's That's why I'm introducing legislation to stop it. Well, God bless you. I mean, Cori Bush has bodyguards with extended magazines. They're not against guns. They're against you having guns. So how could anybody, rhetorical question here, in the U.S. Congress oppose your bill? On what grounds? Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping we get a vote on it because it will show the hypocrisy that is around gun ownership in America. And you just look at the last assault weapons ban that they passed off the floor of the Congress. They had special exemptions for the Department of Education and the Department of Agriculture and the IRS to have guns. So I don't know if the future is like critical race theory and tax payments at the ends of end of a rifle, but I certainly hope not. Sounds like it may be. I I don't know what else to infer from this. Thank you for fighting against it. I very much appreciate that. Matt Gates of Florida. Yeah, it certainly does. It certainly does sound like they're going to be taking our tax money at the end of a rifle. But what I think is really going on goes back to a hardly discussed, uh, well, you probably, probably ought to call it a conspiracy theory. That went back to the old uh, QAnon conspiracies back in 2018, probably. Where we all learned that every federal agency has a SWAT team. 
That's right. Every single one. This article from thedrive.com headline, from NASA to Amtrak, these are all the government agencies with tactical teams. The Government Accountability Office, a congressional watchdog, has released a new audit of federal tactical teams or specialized law enforcement units, often generically referred to as SWAT teams across the U.S. federal government. These range from better-known organizations such as the FBI's Hostage Rescue Team and the Secret Service Counter-Sniper Team to much more obscure ones, including those that fall under the National Institutes of Health and Amtrak. The report first appeared online on September 10th, 2020. It is a non-sensitive version of a restricted report that the Government Accountability Office had published last month. Let's just continue through here and get to the list because this is getting pretty dry. Of course, the Secret Service, well, the Secret Service has three of them. The ATF has a special uh, special response team. Bureau of Prisons, the DEA, the FBI, the Marshal Service, the National Nuclear Security Administration, police departments, Pentagon Force Protection Agency, National Institutes of Health, the United States Park Police, the Office of Protective Services, the Bureau of of Diplomatic Security. And then it gets into all of the equipment that goes to these bureaus. Six of them have boats. Six of them have drones. Nine of them have off-road vehicles. Only three have he- have helicopters. So maybe this is why they're buying up all of the ammunition. Because when they come for us, they will have to use every resource at their disposal. Also, this article from the Washington Times, this is how many of us learned about these SWAT teams belonging to these seemingly innocuous federal agencies. On September 10th, 2020, curiously coinciding with that other article, The federal government deployed SWAT teams from 16 different federal divisions to deal with the unrest surrounding racial justice protests in May and June. Congress chief watchdog said in a report Thursday that reveals the extent of Trump administration action. Now, this gets in to why, despite all of the frustration surrounding the protests and the use of the National Guard because the president can't order the National Guard or the military into action in a state unless the state says it's okay. But he can, or or she, he or she, can activate the SWAT teams that belong to these federal agencies. And those SWAT teams, I believe, can also 
deputize local law enforcement? Let's find out for sure. Yes, it looks like um, from this search, can federal police deputize local police? The top result is referring to the TSA that says it is legal for the administrator to deputize local law enforcement to enforce federal law. But the local law enforcement, of course, would have to go along with it. And the military would have to go along with anything that this corrupt Biden administration would attempt to do to us, the American citizens, because, see, they're all, they all take an oath. They all take this oath. I blank do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear truth, faith, and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of the officers appointed over me, according to regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice, so help me God. So they've got to count on these people going against the Constitution to force this these illegal mandates upon us, whether it be taxes or vaccines or anything. But can you believe the NIH has a SWAT team? They have a SWAT team. I mean, based on what the NIH has been doing, I think they probably need one. And I think they know they do. That's why they want to ban assault weapons. The so-called assault weapons. That's why they're raising an army under the banner of the IRS. Spending millions of our tax dollars. And then, I mean, this is another thing that's so messed up about this inflation reduction bill. The increase on the oil the increase on 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 the taxes of of oil that's our money being recycled through the tax system we buy oil i mean the, see the government doesn't create anything the government just takes our taxes from us so they take our taxes away from us they use them to buy oil and now they are raising the taxes on that oil, which means it costs more of our tax dollars to buy the oil, but then the government skins a, skims a little bit more off the top. So they could just do nothing and achieve essentially the same thing. But since they're failing, they feel as though they have to do something. So really what they're doing is not decreasing inflation. They're sticking it to us. And then they're creating an army of IRS agents to come through to make sure that we are efficiently stuck. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, what are they like? It's going to get real bad. If they try doing this, if they try taking assault rifles away from people, it's going to get really bad. Because people just aren't going to have it. We've already had enough. 
the voters are already speaking. You know, Carrie Lake won every single county in Arizona. This Republican, America first, election-denying candidate in Arizona won every single county in Arizona, despite all the irregularities that I discussed last week. Despite, 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 (laughs) yes, take that one with you. That's a good one. Despite all their efforts, despite not printing enough ballots, despite undoubtedly allowing millions of illegals to vote. I heard a rumor that they were issuing ID cards at the border. No doubt chipped ID cards so that they can track these people. But nevertheless, ID cards to allow illegals to vote. But if we all go vote, I think it'll be okay. Thanks for listening. I'll be back. Goodbye.